It is Saturday, April 3rd here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the 19th Quick Hit Podcast in our Dynasty Prospect Scouting Report series. I'm your host, Matt Schaaf. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. You can now find 24 Dynasty Rookie Scouting Reports on DraftSharks.com, including today's cover boy, Terrace Marshall. Every single one of those is free to read, and they will keep coming at you right up until the NFL Draft. You can check out every one of these accompanying podcasts by subscribing to the Draft Sharks YouTube channel, as well as any of our podcast feeds. Jared, please give me some background on LSU's Terrace Marshall. And so Marshall was in the same recruiting class as Jamar Chase, who, you know, would go on to become his teammate at LSU. And, and they were rated pretty equally as recruits. You know, they were both elite recruits coming out of high school. Marshall was a five-star recruit. He was the unanimous top prospect in all of Louisiana. He was a top five wide receiver prospect in the entire class, according to most scouting services. Had a ton of offers, you know, including most of the big boys. And that, too, was not despite missing most of his senior season of high school with an ankle injury, he caught 55 balls for over 1,200 yards and 15 scores as a as a high school junior. So high-level recruit coming to LSU. Didn't do a whole lot as a freshman. Did play all 13 games for LSU that year, but just 12 catches, 192 yards, and zero touchdowns. That team featured Justin Jefferson, who was a sophomore at the time. Jamar Chase was there at that point. Plus 2019 fourth-round pick of the Raiders, tight end Foster Moreau. 2020 seventh round pick Stephen Sullivan, who you know played some wide receiver and tight end at LSU, so it was a team you know stock full of NFL talent. 2019, uh, you know that big season with Joe Burrow, Marshall won a significant role on that team. He finished uh, third in both yards and touchdowns, 671 yards, 13 scores behind only Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. He was fifth on that team in catches behind Jefferson Chase. Clyde Edwards-Alaire on that team, obviously, and then Thaddeus Moss, tight end, who you know caught on with Washington uh, last season. Uh, Marshall did miss three games that season with a foot injury, but you know again still finished third on the team in yards and touchdowns last year. With Jefferson off to the NFL and Chase opting out, Marshall became LSU's top wide receiver. He played in seven of the team's ten games. He missed the Alabama game with an injury and opted out of the final two games of the season to start prepping for the NFL draft. But um, he set career highs. He averaged 6.9 catches per game, 104 yards per game, 1.4 touchdowns per game, big market shares in his seven games, 28% of the catches, 33% of LSU's receiving yards, 59% of LSU's receiving touchdowns. Yeah, you have to wonder if those opting out things are going to go away with the end of COVID or if that's going to become a regular feature of college football. For Marshall, I think it says a lot about his talent. Obviously, he was a top recruit, but that he even cracked the lineup in that loaded LSU offense as a true freshman. You know, granted, he arrived with Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has become pretty good since then. Mm -hmm. Had those 46 catches and 13 touchdowns as a sophomore in an even more loaded offense, despite missing those three games with a toe fracture. I think that also speaks to the talent level. And then we finally got those market shares that we crave from wide receivers this past season. I think there's always a challenge in judging a guy who was held back by teammates in college. I mean, in most cases, he's going to go to the pros and play with teammates who are at least as good as those who are holding him back in college. That said, I mean, in this case, Justin Jefferson just finished putting up one of the best rookie seasons ever for a wide receiver. Jamar Chase is easily the consensus top wideout in this year's class. So, I mean, 
you can kind of understand the lower ceiling for Terrace Marshall in college. You turn on the film though, and I think that it it starts to reveal that it was more of just a a ceiling of available volume rather than a ceiling on his actual ability, right, Jared? Yeah, I mean, you talk about upside. I think he's you know near the top of this class. I mean, he he is a big, athletic dude. He's a, he was a six three, two hundred five pounds at LSU's pro day. Tested as a ninety ninth percentile athlete. Ran a four three eight in the forty, a thirty nine inch vertical. And really, you, you you see that on tape. Like when Marshall won at LSU, it was pretty much just with that size and athleticism. He was awesome in contested opportunities came down with 25 of 41 contested balls over the last two years according to pff that's that's one of the best marks in this class can win deep with speed can win after the catch with both speed and some make you miss ability you know especially for a guy six three he's got pretty good agility um i also like that he played both outside and in the slot he was primarily an outside receiver in 2019 kicked into the slot for 73% of his snaps this past season. So he has some uh, positional versatility there. I do think though, he's on the raw side. Like I I don't think he's a finished product as a route runner. And I I really think it's more just laziness, sloppiness. Like maybe he, he's probably just one so often with his athleticism throughout his career that he's never really had to, you know, hone in on the route running. I think he's capable of becoming a better route runner just with the athleticism. Also some drop issues for Marshall. PFF charted him with seven drops on 55 catchable targets, so a 13% drop rate this past season. I saw a few on the uh, games I watched. Most of them were, you know, him looking to turn up field before securing the ball. So, you know, that, th- that's correctable. There are plenty of plays where, you know, he makes tough catches, uh, you know, with that leaping ability with his, with his height and size. Yeah, I'm not overly worried about any individual issue with Terrace Marshall. I think the combo gets a little bit worrisome because it's concentration drops. It's some lackadaisical routes, some issues with press coverage, too. You just wonder if it all combines to into a guy who maybe doesn't have the desire to maximize that potential. I'm not saying he doesn't, but, you know, it makes you wonder if, especially at the next level where he's going to need to want it even more, you hope that he has a desire to maximize that potential potential is obviously there. I mean, the size speed catch radius. I I don't think the drops are an issue of hands because the hands look really good when he's concentrating on what's coming to him. I think the size in particular stands out in this year's class where a lot of the top prospects stand shorter than six feet. I think obviously, as I said, plenty of talent, you just watch the Missouri game from last year. And I mean, try watching that and not lusting after Terrace Marshall in fantasy. Exactly. Again, I think if you're talking upside, like he's near the top of this class. I mean, I think, you know, guys like Elijah Moore, you know, maybe even Rondell Moore are, are a bit safer just because I think they're more polished, probably more NFL ready, even had better production throughout their college careers. But I think Marshall is, you know, one of a handful of guys who can really become his team's number one wide receiver because of that size, because of that athleticism. Again, I think he has a ways to go to get there. There are, you know, probably 10 wide receivers in this class that I'd bet on having a bigger 2020 impact. Um, again, I just don't think Marshall's ready to play a big, big role. But, you know, two, three years down the road, I think he could definitely be a top five wide receiver in this class. Yeah, Marshall's not going to climb past Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, or Rashad Bateman at the top of my board for rookies this year. Behind them, though, I think the order can depend a lot on landing spot and on draft capital spent. I think Marshall looks like the type of package that's going to land in round one in the NFL draft because somebody's going to look at the size and the speed and what he did on the field. It's not like he's, you know, this totally unrefined thing. Somebody's going to like him enough to take him in round one, I think. And 
that package in Terrace Marshall, I'm more willing to overlook the questions and be a little patient because of that size, size, speed, talent combo than I am with Rondale Moore. So even if maybe Moore is a better bet for the coming season, I think Terrace Marshall is the guy, as you said, who has that ultimate ceiling, who could be his team's at least number two wide receiver in the NFL, maybe number one in the right situation. So I like him over Rondale Moore. I like him better than Kadarius Toney as well when I compare their two profiles. And then, you know, everybody else in there is just kind of floating at the moment. Yeah, I mean, he, he should be a big playmaker at the NFL. He should be a touchdown scorer at the NFL. Um, let's just hope he doesn't land in Baltimore because I've seen him mocked there at the end of the first round quite a few times. Yes, I agree. And also, I don't think we even mentioned the fact that he's only 20 right now, will be 20 on draft night, doesn't turn 21 until June. So when you're talking about a guy who needs to develop some, it's a lot easier to um, be patient with that when he's 20 right now as opposed to 23. Totally. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. You can read Jared's full scouting report on Terrace Marshall. No matter how many times I want to type out Terrence, it is Terrace Marshall. While you're there, check out the 23 other prospect scouting reports that are live on DraftSharks.com. Check back for more right up until the NFL Draft. As I've mentioned, all of those are free to read, but you should lock in your DS Insider Access now. That way you can see where all these rookies sit in our Dynasty rankings, where they go to once they have NFL teams, and where everybody sits in our 2021 redraft rankings. The live MVP board is there waiting for you, ready to help you draft whenever you're drafting throughout the year. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShaufDS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us. 